Well, let's look at me. Look at me. Face me, fucking coward. Face <laughs> <laughs> me. You want me to smash your fucking lights? You want me to smash your fucking lights? What, you gonna see fucking look at that, McJay? Oh, God. I was looking. Well, you better, somebody really fucking look. Uh, welcome to When Will It End. It's a podcast where two humans record it because we're both hungry and horny, which, as we now know definitively, cyborgs, neither hungry nor horny. Even the ones that are good guys. Yeah, they're not popping bones and they're not gripping a delicious heaping of helping. Do you think this movie was actually about uh, uh, erectile dysfunction? I just unpack this theory for me. Okay. You really sprung this one on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just sprung like yeah, a yeah, penis. Like a penis comes joke. out of the jockey Yeah, shorts. Sam Worthington did not want to have sex with Moonblood in this. I'm going to look up her name, so I feel like it's rude that we're going to yeah. get it wrong. Okay. Uh, do you, it's, um, well, I mean, this is just a theory. It's a working theory. I'm working it out with you. Sure. Listen in. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a, 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 a robot man. Yes. And I'm really trying hard. I, I norm- oh, it's Moon Blood Good, so I was pretty close. Yeah. I normally say robot, and I'm just trying for the podcast to not alienate people, so I'm going to try my best to keep saying robot. I've been doing pretty good. Hey, what's the podcast about? Let, before we... Yeah, well, We're okay. in the fucking spell of Terminator Salvation. It's about erectile dysfunction. It's, yeah, two men discussing erectile dysfunction. Yeah, and then we're, today we've watched Terminator Salvation. No, this movie... It's a fucking movie podcast. And what is... It's not even just a movie podcast. No, no, we watch a whole franchise. It's a whole franchise podcast. We tell you which of these movies are about erectile dysfunction... And yeah, which are about being hungry. Still in, in E, what is it? E. D. E. D. Okay. E. D. D. E. D. It's an E. D. podcast. Right. E. D. E. D. We do, re- we do strictly recipes and E. D. discussion. And this is wow. a movie that really, I think, uh, we're going to yeah. tell you how to cook that two day, two day old coyote, which is better mm. than what? Three day old coyote. I love this. I love, I love this movie. I love this movie. Okay, yes. Why is it about erectile dysfunction? Okay. Well, I don't know. I was just thinking, but. We have a we have a real man, Christian Bale, playing playing of course. Sorry, real man John Connor, and this is our third or fourth John Connor. We've almost lost track of John Connors. We yeah. have Nick Stahl in T three. We had horrible, horrible, horrible Edward Furlong and future guy yeah. who we barely see really. So this is three. No, this is four, right? Because it's it's Ed Furlong in T two, mm-hmm. random older guy in T two who we don't really we see John Connor in T two yeah. as an adult, but we don't really actually interact That's with true. him. So it is a fourth actor. But to, to play John Connor, and in of course, three films. how do you how do you upgrade on on three? I mean, let's let's be real, Hills. Nick Stahl, sorry, Edward Furlong, sorry. Your careers, you're no Christian Bale's. No. So to get to like Bale in this like iconic role in this movie verse in the fourth movie is such a blessing. Because I think okay, I know I'm I'm going off on my classic rants. I'm yeah, because so sorry. I still haven't talked about Ed, but yeah, continue. I'll give you time to get it together yeah. and get in shape. I mean, I got it. By the way, for listeners at home, Charles has adopted a real, an open-hipped position for this record. I mean, this is an ED, ED podcast. Right. So of course, we're talking about... Yeah, I gotta, gotta get that dick out there. Just in case it might uh, coalesce into a... Right. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so... ED makes me horny. We've been livid, because as usual, much like with the Pirates movies, we've watched like critical reception of these movies like wither away as they go on. Which is crazy, yeah. Because this is easily the second, I would say, the second best of the series so far. Oh yeah, and this is so we're we're two thousand nine. This is like still Iron Man, right? Fucking Hulk. Like this is still the, we're the still nascent ten era. years before. Like critics are like like New York Times New York Times critics aren't even probably like reviewing these movies. Maybe they are. Who knows? They probably are because they review everything. But I'm just saying, like, they're not taking them seriously. And I think now, like, they're actually like someone. I don't. Yeah, fuck, I didn't do anything. 
I could have looked all this shit up and had a great point. Okay, you look up right now. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to say. Fuck, I'm yeah, so dumb. Like, if why you were, did I do that? If you were a half man, half robot, you would have been able to control your impulses and desires to complete your mission. All right, we're going to quickly look that Instead, up. you cuddled with your girlfriend the whole we movie. We didn't cuddle. We you tr- did cuddle. She no. lay on your lap. That's cuddling. Yeah, we didn't. First, I didn't pop a bone. Well, I didn't. No one asked that. I always pop a bone when I'm actually cuddling. That's your definition of cuddling? Yeah. That's horrifying. I know. Okay. So here's no, what I'm trying like, to say. We were treating each other coldly. We were close. Oh, my gosh. She yes. was lying in my arms, but we made sure to be like, this isn't It was cuddle. a real Blair. We're watching fucking T4. It was a real Blair market situation if T4 fans catch my drift. But yeah, so instead, so while the critical evaluation of these films wither, this cast is insane. I'm going to break down who's in this movie. Christian Bale, Sam Worthington, Anton Yelchin, Bryce Dallas Howard, Common, Helena Bonham Carter, Michael Ironsides, and a digital cameo from the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're four movies in, and this is probably the best cast they've assembled for any of these movies. Yeah, no, it's it's an incredible cast, and I think what this movie does that hasn't been... So T1 started it all. Yeah, we know that. I mean, uh, when, I'm not sure when we're cutting in Amy Corner, but... She feels a little differently. Let's save Amy Corner because we, we watched this again with with uh, Charles's girlfriend, and she had her own reaction. She's never seen a, t- a Terminator movie before, which we were like initially like, how much do you want to know going into this? And boldly, she she trod out into the Terminator verse pretty bravely. She's so brave. She's she was like, brave. She's braver than Linda Hamilton. But let me say this: if you're going to blindly walk into a Terminator film that is not the first, let it be Terminator Salvation. Yeah. This we got a lot to say. Had everything. Well, this I love was the Maze Runner the two or the Pirates five of the Terminator verse. Absolutely. But yeah. you know, so uh, I think what's cool is that T one set it up so we're not like looking for big actors. Arnold Schwarzenegger is barely a like he's a Conan name, but like he's still not really like this is he's still early on in his career. He's a genre actor at that point. Yeah. Um, he's in these silly movies. T two cast is like real letdown. T three. Like, who knows what the fuck's going on? This is like bringing... I would describe T3 as a parallel step. We're like, Claire Danes, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. Nick Stahl never heard of you. Right. I mean, he's... Yeah. It's not It's not an improvement. Can you read that list again? T4. Oh, okay. okay, here we go. T- read it again. It's in And actually, it's I left out one name, because I want to get into her character. Okay. But... Uh, Christian Bale. Do that on mic next time. I will. So this is 2009, mind you. The same year as The Dark Knight and Avatar. Yeah. We have Christian Bale, a.k.a. The Bat. Bats. Batman. Um, Sam Worthington, who famously Wait, played. You, I'm sorry, but were there I commas? The bat. Were there commas between those, or is he named known as Bat Bat the Batman? What was it? Swear to me, <laughs> he sounded just like Batman. He did. Yeah, we were trying to describe exactly um, from the get go. John Connor has a horse bark yawp. Amy said yawp. Is that what? I don't know what yawping is. Remember in a, in a, in a fucking uh, Robin Williams, he's the teacher man. He teaches the boys to read poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes barbaric yawp. I'm a I'm a captain. I'm a captain, oh he is? I'm a captain. Get up on your desks. On our desks, sir! <laughs> Why? Why? Because that's poetry. I'm a little British boy. The genie is free. Um, so Sam Worthington from Avatar. <laughs> and the great R.I.P. Rest in Power, Shred on Forever in Heaven, Anton Yelchin, who is fucking sick in this movie. God damn Bryce it. Dallas Howard, who is another white woman playing the Claire Danes role from the third yeah. movie. Um, Common, of course. Helena Bonham Carter, who is... Just doing full Carter in this, and it's yeah. awesome. Um, and the, the great Michael Ironsides, uh, among other people, um, and uh, featuring, of course, Moon Bloodgood as Blair Williams, the the horny resistance fighter <laughs> who's got to bust that top off to seduce Sam Worthington. That was director's cut. Yeah, we're no we're, way that was in the original. We don't cut. know for sure, but there's a ludicrously unnecessary scene where. So well, the whole, this is actually a great tie-in back to my ED theory of sure. T four. 
Like, of yeah, course you can't pop a boner. Us. You're too busy doing other stuff. Maybe okay. that's the explanation. But I think my point is when you have ED, and I've had ED. Okay. When you have ED, you feel like you're less than a man. You don't know what's wrong with you. You and feel it, like perhaps yeah. a machine that is Ooh. malfunctioning. And that's what this whole movie's a freaking bounce. It's about Fuck. what it's like to be a man without a penis that works right. Wow. You see a hot young lady. You're an American man. Red-blooded. Red-blooded. Trump voting. Your father and all culture has taught you, get hard. You got to impregnate this woman for America. Yeah. But not Marcus Wright, played by no. the great Sam Worthington. Because he has ED. Because he has ED, and he's also a cyborg with a mission. Right. So I, I think uh, this movie really does capture what it's like to feel like an inadequate man. But you know what? You learn that once you see that you don't need to be a true blood, like true American, bad man, it doesn't matter anymore. You can be free to be what you want. You can choose to be the man you are. Which is a guy well, this is who great. crawls through dirty water trying to find a teenager. Um, the, the original name of the movie was T4, Too Busy to Fuck. Yeah. Not, too busy to fuck, semicolon, not in cyborg time. Colon, soft. The movie. <laughs> yeah, soft as hell. We do see the the, uh, the the light glisten off of a muddy Sam Worthington cock fuck, in this yeah. movie pretty okay. early on. What I did also like about this movie from that cock was how yeah. much the parallel that... So, like, I think what is fun about franchises is that once you get, like, th- three, four, five in, they can choose which elements from which movies they like. Exactly. And which ones they think are dog shit. And what I think is really interesting and why camera... Camera? Lights, camera? Action? Well, I think Cameron is such a fucking horse manure person. He's certainly no McG. No, Which is something like, I never thought I would say. Cameron's like, well, they really didn't know... After T2, like, no one knows what to do. You realize that no one has ever, like, really referenced T2 and... Like, T3 and T4 just sort of like, eh. Because T2 is a bad movie and there's nothing to pull from. Right. Here's what I was thinking watching this, based on what you just said, which is totally on point. Um, what's fascinating about T2 is that by the time that movie so derails and ruins the character, that by the time that he's become this sort of like 100% pop culture machination that has almost no actual personality, um, this movie is a recovery for the entire franchise because it's not tied to this shitty monstrosity that Cameron Frankenstein's in T2. We're freed from that character entirely, and we get to go back to that dire sense of urgency from the first film, and it's liberating. Yeah. We cast off the bonds of that. Now, are there references in this? Uh, Yeah, just a couple that yeah. T-heads will recognize. Let's break them down. John Connor this time says, I'll be back. He says uh, uh, a lot of things. Okay, Anton Yelchin as Kyle Reese, a revelation. He is fantastic uh, at this. Yeah. He is the he is an incredible. It feels like you're watching Kyle Reese. I know it sounds like insane to be saying this, but like he really gets right back to that T1 energy that's like so important. And his first line in the movie is, Charles, hit us with it. Um but, 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 check one, two. Check, check, check. Mics are on, mics are on, we're rolling. Go, 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 go. Fuck, I forgot. Oh wait, no, I got it. Okay, I'm I'm Sam Worthington. Oh no, a Terminator. Uh come with me if you want to live. That's nailed it. Nailed it. Done. Cut. Done. Press. Cut. Print. Check one, next. two. Next scene. Next. Um, yeah. Um, he he gets the, the classic next, yeah. uh, uh, Come With Me If You Want To Live, which I was like delighted by. So there's that one. There was also, um, uh, oh, fuck, there was a reference to T2, and it did make me a little mad. Okay. It was when she gets shot in the leg, and Christian Bale says, how's the leg? And then she says, I'll live. Yeah. Well, that was a little reference to T2. And yeah. Yeah, it sort of didn't didn't work because it's a reference to T two, 
Right, easily the turd of this of this franchise. Like T three is like a like a complete whatever fine movie. This is sick as fuck. Yeah. Also, visual cues from the other films we see in this movie: a Terminator skull get crushed in the beginning Crack. by a helicopter. It's so yeah. cool. We also see a human skull get crushed later on. Yep. So don't worry. Don't we worry got... for all you skull heads. No T heads with a skull sub fetish. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're working on a hierarchy of the T universe and right. the sub fetishes therein. We uh, also get the, human the, heads. The, the, yeah, a lot of human heads. And, 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 oh my god I want to get to the Terminator factory in a okay we gotta calm down I'm so excited by T4 let's pretend we're robots sorry let's pretend we're robots mission objective synopsize T4 time to power down and <clears throat> reboot <clears throat> time to come back eyeballs <clears throat> fingers <clears throat> dick <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so this movie is sick as fuck. All right, let's. I think we should start at the beginning. Okay, I so, know I always say that, but I think we right. should start at the beginning because we get some like Helena comes out bald in uh, cancer skull cap. No, 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 slow. You're going too fast. Even you're being too much of a human. I am going to be more of a down. right. You're a robot. I'm now. a robot. You haven't yet ripped out your control frequency from the back of your skull yet. Nope, still under. By the way, I called that some smart. Yeah, you okay, called that. So this movie, T4, or as they call it, Terminator Salvation, breaks with the genre convention of the first three films. Because again, we're getting Schwartzy shows up as like it's a digital cameo as young Schwarzenegger. It's so unnecessary and hilariously self-referential that it is delightful. But this movie starts for the first time without anybody warping in. Without anybody marching over to, like, steal clothes off of something. Though that yep. does happen eventually. Yeah. This movie starts in a little year called 2003. Wait, what? MySpace. Wow. Screamo music. Terminator 3. The war the rise in of the Iraq machines. and Afghanistan. Yeah. George W. Bush. The well, good old days. The, yeah, then that's really successful because this movie... I want. We're going to talk about the end later, but ultimately this movie was super successful because it brings us to the future... And the time travel isn't like it's not actual time travel. We just we just jump cut to the future, and it's like, oh, I still get that connection to the past, and like it's really felt. But no one's actually jumping through time in this right, movie. Right. So we we'll have to explain why we though. Are. Okay. We, 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 we an are. excellent. We are an excellent point as ever from a, a salient observation from a brilliant co-host. Yeah. Um. Yes, for the first time, we, we get rid of time travel in this movie, too. So it's, again, the first movie to break for that convention as well, which is awesome. But why do we travel through time? Simple. Because Helena Bonham Carter is a dying doctor who has cancer who, like Blair Williams, played by Moon Bloodgood, is very attracted to Sam Worthington, who's a murderous hunk. And she says, murderous hunk, give me your body that I might seek immortality. And he goes, I'll do it for a kiss. They kiss in a jail cell. He goes, so that's what death tastes like. And me and Charles go, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and then essentially we're led to believe that he's been given to Cyberdyne for them to carry out whatever strange things they may be doing with a human body. Yeah, mm. because he goes, scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. And then he signs cuts. a consent form, which, of course, we all know that Cyberdyne is a corporation that probably does, cares a lot about consent forms. They mm. build a robot fucking army. Yeah. Um, and then for T-Heads, they know, ooh, Helena is working for the bad guys. Yeah, and she got cancer. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie starts in the past. And then it's sort of like, what, Back to the Future 1 starts in the present, goes to the past, goes back to the present. Mm. Back to the Future 2 starts in the present, goes to the future. It goes back this to is the like present. Back to the Future 2. Right, exactly. Yeah. Back in back in the... Back in the day. Back in the future. Uh, right. Um, 
so yeah, so basically then like we, we flash forward and we're, so we were like, okay, it's probably in 2026 or something. That's usually the year they reference when they talk about Judgment Day I'm and so the Robot Wars. That. These are the important details that people turn to the podcast, when will it end, to find out about their favorite movie franchises. And I need to remember this information, Charles. It's very important to it the is. listener and to me. Yeah, your brain, make room. Make room, brain. I, I just forgot like eight things about my girlfriend and my cat to, to store that information. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. I sure. mean, you should forget everything about your cat. No, I could never. Oh, okay. Don't you see movies? Cats are good. I don't... Don't get them. You don't get cats? No. We've talked I, about I now live with one. You're like, oh, there's little pee paws on them. That's part of loving a cat. It's not like loving the little... piss and shit at all times. Yeah. Your dogs eat fucking actual Yeah, turds. but you know what they don't do? They don't fucking crawl on my countertops. Some of them do. Not my dogs. Dogs are slobbery, they're too big, and they smell weird. Uh, Yeah, I mean, all those things. Right, thank you. But they have smaller brains that we can manipulate better that's also true fair and point then make them think that uh we are lovers not lovers god why is what the that? fuck are you telling dogs meant- <laughs> jesus <laughs> everyone turn off this podcast now i'm calling the they're cops. fine the dogs are fine i want to hear it from the dogs you okay no because they got dumb brains um right so we, we, instead we go to 2018 which is hysterical because obviously we live in the worst possible timeline and, and 2019 life is a horrible sham where the world is truly being devastated by morons and, and driven into the earth with a ferocity that does mirror a cyberdyne like intensity and destroying human life yeah but we see john connor played by the great christian bale would you describe christian bale's handsome no he's like a worn battle axe yeah, I, I feel like he's th- like a friend of mine. I don't know. He's like that kind of guy that is not ugly for sure. He's definitely like he's fit. He's got a nice strong jaw. But it's something like he he's like very weathered and emotionally weathered looking too. Well, I was telling you, I recently at the bequest of my younger brother, at the request of my younger brother, he's not dead. I've been saying bequest long for a little while. I think you have. Yeah, I don't, not good. I correct you about a lot of things, but I like to have some of thank you for them. that. Yeah, and bequest was one of them. Yeah, that was My one brother of them. is alive. Sam, if you're listening, hey, buddy. He said, you guys, it rain a fire. It's delicious garbage. I watched it. It is delicious garbage. Can and, I also give out a hey, buddy? Yeah, here we go. Hey, buddy corner. Hey, buddy. Do you want to give one to Mike Landy's, my brother he've wronged on the podcast? Mm, nah. How about for your, your own brother, Philip? Mm, yeah, hey, buddy. <laughs> and then your stepbrother? Mm, he doesn't really call back. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. Okay, fair enough. And for your sister, hey buddy. Okay. But we're we're twins, so like I just send those every once in a while. To and my she brain. can she can read your thoughts. Yeah. She's a robot too. Robot. She's oh my a robot god! Get too. it together, fucker. God damn it. Um. Yes, I would say so. Christian Bale in Reign of Fire similarly has like the dirty, gaunt face in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a whole subgenre of like Christian Bale being disgusting, which is awesome. Obviously, yeah. The Machinist, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, the greatest of all films. Um, just a dirty, gaunt man, which is awesome. Yeah, and, oh he, and he looks very intense. I like his read of John Connor, who's like, I'm operating in this realm of like making our own fate. All of his actions are decisive and pointed and powerful. He's a little bland, but like in a way where it's like I get what he's doing. Like it's not like I think the choices make sense. He's not the most charming of men, but he doesn't care about that. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what a lot of the criticism was about was that it was like probably a very um, I don't know. People I think were sort of bored by a lot of elements about this movie, and I think his he was one of them. He's not very captivating if you're looking for like uh, the young one from Terminator Two. 
like who's screaming and being like, ah, don't kill anyone. Kawabunga, dude. Yeah. Wow. Look at me on my scoot scoot. I got a scoot scoot. And you actually, Charles, to show off his electric scooter. Yeah, it's fucking, it's great. Yeah. I really like, I like living in 2019. It's it's a magical time to be alive. Yeah, it's like, I used to bike, and I used to feel cool about being on a bike. Like, look at me, I can bike. I can bike faster than everybody. I'm a quick biker. And now I'm just like, coasting along for the power of fucking lithium batteries, maybe. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, you're not a. You don't know batteries. I'm you not a scoot. You don't scoot. Know battery from a hole in the ground. It's true. Yeah. You showed earlier today. You showed me an example of each. You tried to plug in your phone into the I hole in the ground. I was at an absolute loss to determine which was the battery and which was the hole in the ground. It was weird. It was an embarrassing moment for me. I'm but yeah, it's, it's it's liberating. I think to get older and realize that all these things you've built up about yourself don't really need to be there. Yeah, you know, it's like I could bike. And, like, sweat and get to work and be fucking gross and ugly and hot and wet. Or I could just buy a scooter for the same cost as a bike and, like, just not not exert myself. Well, I think, like, we, we live lives of, of, like, even with the challenges we face as people, like, of unmitigated privilege and, and leisure. And I think there's this attitude among people of a certain economic class yeah. where we place certain impediments in front of ourselves to prove a point that right. needs not be made. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, like... Let's make. Uh, if I've learned anything from T one two three four, there is no fate but the one we make. Well, that's true, but also let's like the let's let the machines work for me. Well, the, absolutely. That's the other way around. This movie for sure. Yeah. it's helpful to be a machine sometimes. Well, but but also it's more like I think it's this is a symptom of late capitalism where pe- you know people who have the most leisure buy into this like this corrosive myth of rugged bootstrapsy bullshit and create these false situations to generate a sense of deservedness and urgentness of privilege that's a complete you know fa- you know fabrication and it's all built in the backs of people who actually suffer. Yeah, so much in the same way that. Uh, John Connor from Terminator 2 loved his little dirt bike. Love my scoot. And you know what? It doesn't... I, now that I'm on the same page as him, mm-hmm. I still think he's a piece of shit. So you think having a scooter has made you understand Edward Furlong a little more. a little more? Well, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here's what I'm saying. This John Connor we're seeing, he knows he's essentially a cog in a very complicated, elaborate system. Because as we were talking about during the film, this is both a prequel and a sequel. It's kind of mind-blowing yeah it, it, it is it's carrying a huge amount of weight yeah because now john connor is protecting the life of kyle reese the guy who saved his mother in t1 so we're getting back to that central paradox of this whole thing which is like whose life is most contingent on supporting this entire elaborate time travel scenario that makes any of this necessary or possible and they're just like diving into it really like i love the attitude where they're like we're gonna get even more into the guts of this yeah and i think what i liked about sort of starting to say with uh, with Christian Bale being John Connor. I really like that we're seeing Furlong to, to Stahl to Bale. We've had three completely different... Oh, sorry. I forgot Scar Guy. Whoever yeah, random Scar, Scar Guy. Yeah, Scar Guy. I mean, he was... Oh, and by the way, uh, fans of the series, yeah, we find out how they got the Scar finally. We're going to talk about that later. This, Nick Fury, sit the fuck down. Yeah, get, who gives a Shut shit? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, blow your fucking legs off. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. Where did that come from? I don't know. I just... You know, it's a just little, do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, uh, also, just so you know, the scar guy from T2 cured my ED. Oh, wow. Yeah, that like watching him, like, really, that was the moment. I, I, I went full bone in this movie, I think, over... Bale and Worthington are such hunks in this. Yeah. Worthington I, is such a hunk. Anyway, I just want to say, like, watching the... Th- we've had three very different versions of John Connor. We had T2, which is garbage. Like, 
totally shit. Like getting a kid to be John Connor. Like honestly, if anyone out there, no joke, if you think that's the best John Connor or even a, a your remotely likable character, yeah, one blow your legs off. Two, drop us a line. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Explain what's wrong with you in an email to me. If you think that character does anything to make John Connor better, so you have whiny kid, which is not an interesting character, not an interesting John Connor. I guess maybe like seeing him vulnerable, but he wasn't even vulnerable. It was it sucked. But anyway, that's like version one. Up version two upgrade. We get fucking pathetic, sad complicated John Connor which is actually very interesting like a guy that's based his whole identity on being a superhero but then living in a world where no one recognizes that and he's like wow do I like let the world die so I can become myself or do I let myself die and let the world survive it's very interesting right and then in this movie he's hyper vigilant knowing that these decisions have a massive impact on the larger world as a whole. So he is operating so much more like it's so directed. It's so anal. It's so like, and I like that. Like he's grizzled yeah. away any humanity in the way he is acting much as the machines. He says to rebel against. Oh my God. God, I'm, I love this movie. Yeah. So I think, yeah, as you said, this is, this is him where he now knows the truth and they have little playbacks from a non Linda Hamilton. We reading. haven't gotten to the bottom of this yet, but he does listen to a lot of tapes of, of Sarah Connor explaining shit to him. From, you know, famously at the end of T1, she's driving around recording things into a tape recorder. We finally hear those tapes. Yeah. We were finally. <laughs> we both jacked off. It was sick. I mean, we're T-heads. We're big t Come on. Can we're you blame t- us? We have all the sub-fetishes. Oh, speaking of which, uh, T-heads, sit down. You're going to love this story. We had a little tea news break this week where Lyndall Hamilton told Fox News that she hasn't had sex in 15 years. Say that again. Lyndall Hamilton, star of Terminator and Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Salvation, and Genesis, and what? She's the, she's the star of Terminator Dark Fate, which we'll be reviewing. Which we'll be reviewing. Just a couple weeks. So soon. I'm wow. so excited at this point. Wow. Um, she told Fox that she has not had sex in 15 years, and she feels fine about it. It's voluntary. She's a vol cell. She's a vol cell. Celibate. Good yeah. for her. It's crazy. I mean, I love it, because I was... I'm like... I'm like as close as a, as a person could get to being a vol cell that still has sex. I totally understand that. I totally get it. I think people that like incels suck. And I think there's like a strange sexuality is fucked up in a lot of ways. I totally get the idea of like I have a really great life. I love my life. I love sitting outside in the sunshine. And I love not having sex because that like really fucking complicates everything. I think that's a really interesting choice. And she's like, well, if I gave up what I have to back, go back into a sexual relationship, I don't think it would be worth it. And you know what, Lyndall? I think that's awesome. I love my alone time like no one you've ever met, Hamilton told the New York Times. I've been celibate for at least 15 years. One loses tracks. It just doesn't matter, or at least it doesn't matter to me. I have a very romantic relationship with my world every day and the people who are in it. That's so great. Yeah, this is, a, this is from uh, September 2019. Good for you, Hamilton. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, some people love... The musical Hamilton? Mm-hmm. No thanks. I'll take Lyndall Hamilton <laughs> any day of the week. Okay? Eh, I would. Big L. I'm still I'm still into those hits. Some people say a big L is a big loss. I say this big L is a big dub. A W, a win. Wait, so the Dell L becomes the dub? Yes. In this situation with Lyndall Hamilton. What? Shut the fuck up. The L becomes a dub. I can't even wrap my... I, I can't... I can wrap my mind around the plots of... T1, T2, T3, T4. I can't even fucking understand this. A right. big L becomes a big dub? In this situation, specific to Lyndall Hamilton, okay, that big call, L... Wait, I get, I'm fixed. So big L is the Lyndall. Which many associate with a loss. 
Right. In the, sports the parlance. Big L. Right. But What's in a this situation, L? a minor loss. What's that like? Look at a pet dice. So, um, what was the sport? Wait, I thought it was sports. But the big dub in this situation is a big win. Wait, you'd say a, a pet dying is a little L? Oh, it's an animal. Who cares? You know? Wow. I mean, I care. I'm I mean, vegan. people die every day. Yeah. Charles. I'm vegan. That's good. How about this? How about you're vegan once you stop all death from happening everywhere? Then you can be vegan. How's that sound? That'd be great. You fucking hypocrite. That'd be great. We had great vegan tacos today. We yum, did. Yum. Yeah, Taco Party. Shout out to Taco Party. Tasty. Somerville. The barbecue jackfruit was delightful. Or maybe Medford. Who fucking knows? I pounded the scorpion ghost pepper sauce and later will likely have an unpleasant bowel movement. Barf. Barf indeed, Charles. Okay, so we've been beating around the bush here. We need to get into the Sam Worthington of it all. Okay. Sam fucking Worthington. Everyone talks about him in the Avatar. Obviously, that will forever be the movie he is the most shackled to. We'll probably never, given that these movies are not going to be coming out until like 2030 or whatever. I, I think know. he's literally shackled to them. Like, right. I think he has not been let out of James Cameron's basement. Since Avatar. Yeah, he's like, I'm saving you for the next one. Ha, 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 have some wine. That's terrifying. Yeah. No, I think like I think he's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm starting to call back from James once he comes back up from the fucking bottom of the goddamn ocean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. Sam Worthington plays Miles Wright in this, the Marcus. Marcus. Excuse me, Marcus, Marcus. Wright, who's initially I, a horny inmate who wants to kiss cancer, Helena Bonham Carter, but then is reborn as a non horny cyborg, which we are, I don't think he was horny in the first scene. He treats his body for a kiss. Right. It's not about horniness, it's like he sees that she's dying and he's like that's what death tastes like. I want to like. taste that. I want to fucking embrace that shit. I got a real Logan vibe from him this whole movie. He got a real, like, I really went there. I went to that place in my heart. For yeah, him. I think so. Yeah. But okay, so basically he plays like what he killed his brother and some police officers, whatever. He's a murderer. This movie starts out with him kissing a cancer patient scientist, signing his body away to science, and then being lethal injected. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's really such good. a good opening. So when we flash forward into the future, John Connor's carrying out a raid in a Skynet base. He's looking around a basement, and the and this is so well done. And again, a change in pace from directorial styles for this oh, movie. Yeah. Um, a really kinetic camera, a lot of long oh shots, a lot of really, really active good. lens, really yeah. good stuff. But Connor's like scanning the basement. They find some human prisoners, but the light flashes over a hunk on a table. And we're like, that's the hunk from the beginning. But Christian Bale wasn't in the beginning. It's a different hunk. So we didn't know. It's Sam Worthington. He didn't yeah. know. But we know. We knew. That's the hunk who kissed Helena Bonham Carter with that's cancer. good storytelling. That's good visual We know more than the, than the character does. It's beautiful. Yeah. So he, he like comes crawling out of this like burned down like Skynet base. Uh, he doesn't come crawling. He comes dong out. No. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> he comes out covered in mud screaming dong out. Yeah. Fucking awesome and our biggest complaint with the movie i would say that this was vocalized during the screenings that we see not a lot of full hunk worthington yeah it's they a, cover up that bod it's a letdown if if certainly if kevin feige produced this he would be shirtless like every other scene i think in 2015 to 2019 he would have been much more shirtless right for 2009 i think america wasn't ready for the amount of male nudity we've come to accept well i, I just think objectifying men has become much more prominent and like okay because it's like a sort of you know it's like a it's a what's the word i'm looking for a something back a something back yeah uh when you when you fight back against something uh, i'm just gonna say like objectifying women a has clap been a back no a mm. snap back mm, no it's a hat thing a hatchback that's my car an outback yeah that's a steakhouse oh yeah steakhouse yeah i'm at the steakhouse yeah, it must be car. an outback okay yeah. is an outback against like centuries of 
Well, not centuries because film is not over. Yeah, millennia. Um, well, I was just saying film only, but hun- decades of objectifying women. It's like, well, let's let's fucking turn the table. Let's but also, regardless of that, which is of course, yeah, let's change that norm. I want to see Chris Hemsworth's fucking shirt off. Chris Hemsworth. I would say he's one of the the chief icons of like. I want to see in Hollywood who have, so many men without their shirts on. I know. I'm, I'm saying like uh, in this era that we live in, in the Marvel era, I think you know Chris Hemsworth is like the iconic shirtless yeah. man in a lot of ways. The who's the actor who plays uh, Angel? Who plays Angel? In David Buffy? David Boreas. Yeah, like he wears his shirt like unbuttoned, like three down to the navel. <laughs> yeah, and it's like whew, it's so close. And oh, yet, no nips. On, man. Yeah. He takes it off a lot, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, famously, he was I think discovered, gets it. I think, walking a dog. I think famously, like, right, he was shirt yeah, shirtless, <laughs> tweaking his own nipples to get him ready for camera. Do you so, think people do that in L.A.? Tweak their own nipples for just going like, to walk? Just, like, dog walkers just, like, I want to make a big break, just fucking tweaking their nipples, like, all right, here we go. Walk power, walk sexy, and then pick up shit. I think that's one of the many secrets of success and fame in Hollywood is to have your nipples permanently erect. There's yeah. got to be a surgery at this point. Oh, my God. Like, you could, like, they get someone to, like, a, a doctor to fuck up with your nerves somehow so that your brain is constantly sending a signal to your nipples. Like, Whoa, that's awesome. That's that some be Skynet the... shit. Yeah, fuck. fuck. That's what happened at the end. Right. They gave him the, the surgery. Like, yeah. We have manipulated your brain to think you're human and have erect nipples. Constantly. But still have ED. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, Skynet, you know, their their methods are unconventional, but their results are amazing. But yes, okay, so um, basically, I didn't think there's any, I did not know anything about this movie, but it was pretty clear early on that obviously uh, Marcus Wright, Sam Worthington has to be uh, a Terminator. Yeah, and I mean, I think to talk more seriously, well, I think my EG thing is pretty cool. I think it's a pretty good theory. But anyway, I like, yeah, it's like they make it very clear through, I think that's what that director's cut scene was trying to do. I think it was trying to do a lot. In a, Set the table here a little okay, bit. Okay, in a so very dumb way. A couple times, so my uh, Marcus Wright, there's a lot of shots of him just like walking through the desert in a duster. It's fucking, it's fucking sick. Great. Um, and he, he runs across young Kyle Reese, Anton Yelchin, uh, along with Star, a young girl <gasps> who he takes care of, who's fucking amazing the in this fucking, movie. This is what James Cameron wants to do with children and does not understand how to do it. Yeah. Star was cast so well. Jada Grace. Her name is Jada Grace. She wasn't a fucking prop to rest the movie on. She wasn't like how to make sure a mother knows how to be a mother figure. Like James Cameron is so obsessed with moms that he doesn't like it it ruins his movies here. Jay just like a fucking or Jada. Sorry. Star. Jada Grace is star. Yeah. She's just like, she's a child. So it does. There's a scene at the end where she like holds the Terminator's and it's a little over. It's almost over the top, but it's like fine. Because she she like carries the movie well throughout that time, but like she gives out band aids. She's like she's the humanities. Like she's a representation of the future. Like that Christian Bale is trying to protect, and it's yeah, not resilient. Yeah, yeah, she's resilient. She's caring, but she's also she's vulnerable. mute, and they don't do anything fucking stupid with that, which is sick. Right, I was cringing the whole time. Like, oh fuck, when are they going to do a dumb like? hand gesture scene. I love or, you, Terminator. Like, yeah, I've learned how to talk scene just because exactly shit like that. That's like, what Cameron oh would do. God. That's essentially what it is with Newt, yeah. essentially. Is that Newt, you know, is, is at first mute and then is convinced to talk later. She would say, uh, I did not know why humans spoke. No, no, no. I, now, I know you're doing of, a bit, but what no, she, I wasn't doing a bit. Okay. To kill him. Just go. No, no, no what Cameron would have to do is she'd be like, they killed my whole family. 
but now you're my family or some horrible shit oh, no, like I was that. saying like yeah yeah and, he, and she'd be like shivering like <laughs> Dreyfus style yeah, yeah. okay I want to point this out sweat pouring down her little face to talk about and again defending the work of McGee feels weird but he did a good no, job with this he did fucking Charlie's Angels The Babysitter and this We Are Marshall I didn't see that one no it's not that yeah. um, no, I think I think everyone who like every red-blooded American saw We Are Marshall and fucking shed wait, every tear this? in their body uh, wait it's like a plane crash kills everyone in like a town, and they like do a football thing I for the was... dead people. Oh, it's about football. I was confusing with U.S. Marshals. The That's sequel to the, the sequel fugitive. to the Fugitive, starring the great Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Uh, which I pray one day we'll do. They got to make a third. Hey, the Fugitive verse, make a third one. Oh my God! Um, please, if no, you're okay. listening, Hollywood. Please, for us, please make a third Fugitive film. It's all we've ever wanted. Yeah, you can tell one more story about a man who thinks his wife I don't kill my wife I don't care okay it's the one-armed man it's the one-armed man it sounds like a fucking Rob Zombie song when he just did it no okay so in this movie Bryce Dallas Howard who plays Claire Danes part two in this from T3 is pregnant with John Connor's baby you interrupted me we were setting up the scene for the the... no talk I'm praising the work of McGee okay we're getting we're We're getting it back to the scene okay everyone stay tuned it's worth it I promise all right. I promise. Bryce Dallas Howard is pregnant in this, and no one says some dumb fucking shit about motherhood or pregnancy in it. She just happens to be pregnant. It's one of the best subtle things in the movie. Yeah. There's no stupid ass fucking scene where she's like, "But John, what about a baby?" Yeah, I know. It's really great. Like, I'm fighting for the baby. <laughs> like some horse shit like that. That you know, you know, Cameron would fucking ruin it with some horse shit like that. Yeah, God. I liked it. It was a great note. But yes, anyways, what we're trying to say is. Um, Marcus Wright runs into you know Kyle Reese, who we later find out is one of his targets and is in his secret mission that even he is unaware of. And eventually, you know, this and that and the other happens. There's crazy action sequences. They're separated, and he comes across a horny resistance fighter, mm. Blair Williams. Yes, and Blair Williams is like, okay, well, this hunk just saved me from this parachute accident that I was involved in. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna throw it at him. I mean, she's probably never had sex, too. If Anton Yelchin in 2018 hasn't had sex, then neither is this lady. Well, according to this movie, the entire L.A. division, L.A., mind you, the L.A. division of the resistance is Anton Yelchin and star the, like, nine-year-old. Yeah. So that's not good. His odds of sex are very low, unless he is an absolute monster, which seems unlikely. Please. Um, So I do get what you're saying. Blair Williams, the character, is like, sup, Marcus, right? You want to go ahead and get this? And we've already seen him turn down food twice in the movie. Yeah, and she straight up for the, this is this, the first time since T one that we've seen a topless woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Sam's like, pass. I'm working on a car. He's like, pass. And she's like, what the fuck is and wrong it's with this guy? Pouring rain. Oh yeah, this is great. Love a love, pouring love, love rain. Love a wet movie. And they are having a great scene where they're like doing normal stuff in the pouring rain, and it is great. And when you say normal stuff, you mean he's trying to fix a car, and, and she's, she's trying, trying to, get to laid. throw it at she's him. She's trying to fix a car. <laughs> and the car is his penis and the means. penis goes the, it's the, yeah, yeah the ED penis yeah she and, and they uh, should make a kids book called the ED penis I don't know Charles what do you, what do you, what do you think not like a not like a toddler's book but like oh not for toddlers <laughs> you think it wouldn't be good for toddlers <laughs> I just mean like a middle school book about like oh middle schoolers maybe ED <laughs> penis book yeah. it's about like hold on yeah ED penis book for middle schoolers yeah I think I think that's good sex ed should start early what you gonna <laughs> fucking you think you can fucking hold on ED talk you would think should start in middle school. Yes. I've said it many times on our ED podcast that like we should be talking about this sooner so boys know how to be men. By the way, we just surpassed uh, our monthly goal of $10,000 for the ED podcast. Thanks for all of our listeners to that. Where is it going? Um, into our ED medications. Okay. Neither of us, it is It is like juggling wet rope down there. <laughs> Mine's dry. Mine's okay. Dry. I'm proud of you. Yeah. yeah. 
I keep it dry. Yeah. So so basically, we're setting up like who is this Marcus Wright character? He doesn't, right. he doesn't want to do sex. He doesn't want to eat day old coyote or two day old coyote. But I think what that scene did was now that we've set it up for our listeners. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and hey, you out there listening? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Um, it was trying to do a lot. It was trying to show us that he's a robot. I think while also trying to show him grapple with... I mean, he's woke up. He doesn't know what's going on. He's... I think he's trying to figure out his purpose. It, it's, it was like a scene that was very clumsy because it was trying to do too much. But I understand why McGee wanted to put it in there. Because I think he wanted a scene where, A, Blair wants to say... Like, there needs to be a reason why she's trying to let him out. It Like, it's... I, I think the one scene where he saves her life doesn't work. He needs... But, like... I don't know. It, it was just so clumsy, and I, I'm glad that I, I think it's just been taken out of the movie. It didn't work. Yeah, they also do like the whole like he has an actual human heart, and they lean on that a lot in the movie. And I don't think that's the strongest part of the film. I don't think we need that literal human heart to understand what's going on here. You but, didn't like that. You didn't like the ending line where it's like, "What separates me from a machine is my freaking actual the heart. human heart." Literally, yeah, that was dumb. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> Um, but okay, so the, the core of the movie that we discover is that essentially heart. he's torn between the fact that he's a machine and a human. And I think it's the most emotionally complicated thing we have in the entire franchise so far. Oh, yeah. He's the best best Terminator. He's fantastic in this. Well, other than T1. Right. But I think there's so many parallels between T1 and T4 that, yeah. like, like it's, it's, a, it's what T2 is trying to do. Like, why do humans cry? Your face is leaking. What is... <laughs> It's so shitty. Werner keeps coming back hard when we do these T references, these T impersonations. Have you seen the Mandalorian trailer yet? Yeah. Yeah, the second Werner Hertz I talking, I was like, fuck, I'm watching oh, all, I'm yeah. watching the shit out of this. But yeah, it's like, it's this is very like, hard to be a bounty hunter. Is, is it, it not? Is yes? it not like a hard line of work? What are your feelings when you take a life? What does it feel like when you kill Boba Fett? When you walk across a, a an arid dune? When you don your iconic mask and blaster, do you feel a sense of liberation? <laughs> or do you lose your identity within the mask? Can you imagine the Werner Herzog Terminator? I mean, like, well, yes, we're, we're doing it every time we do an impression he, of He gets like, lost on a mountain for like three hours yeah. and just like, talks to like a rabbit or something. <laughs> I want to blow you up, but part of me does not even know why. He, he finds like a cave full of old, old drawings like... Humanity has sought to perfect an artificial representation of its love for centuries, millennia. Yet here am I, a human figure incapable of its very emotional expression of caring. Uh, anyway, what T two was trying to do, like, oh, James Cameron's like, yeah, let's make a let's make a robot that that like wants to be human and doesn't. Why do we cry? It's trying to learn. Oh my god! Right and here's like a robot that's a human. It's so great that he starts as a human. And has to learn that he's a robot. Well, he's like a, a marionette in this sick game where Skynet is using him against his own will or understanding as its lure for this elaborate four-dimensional chess game to snare Connor and race in the same snare. Snare, snare. Snaring, snaring, snare, 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 snare. Wait, that's symbol. Dunk, dunk. No, that's Tom. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah, there we go. Um, and I love that. Like he's like an, an unwilling participant in this game that he doesn't even understand the rules of. But that's what. So that's what that scene I think and other scenes were trying to do is like really talk about. Uh, it, it like humanized the robot to the point where we we get his like we get all of like all of us are struggling to figure out what it means to be human. That's the human condition, right? It's ironic, isn't it? It's the condition. We're thrust into it. We don't know what's going on. We're all like this robot. Fuck robot. 
We're all like this robot, and we're like, why am I alive? Why do I care about some things and not other things? Who am I? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? I don't fucking know. Sam was perfect. He was excellent in this. I loved his performance. Again, like I, comparing this to like Logan, my favorite superhero movie. That's not like a lazy comparison. No, I think, it's, like yeah. he's really tortured. Where he's like, you know, what does it mean to feel beholden to humanity and yet incapable, incapable of feeling the feelings and and the urges and the desires and the satisfactions of the human experience? Yeah. And like again, for to get to this in the fourth movie is so weird because the whole thing was derailed by T two, which turns him into a fucking cartoon where we don't believe any of his things. In three, he's just sort of like fun and lovable, but it, it just it, he, they've killed, they burnt that to the ground. Yeah. But for the record, when Schwarzenegger shows up in this, oh my god, looming out of the darkness, I started to applaud. It was thrilling, and was it the dumbest fan service ever? Yes. Was it completely? No. Fu- I mean, there's no reason at all. Yes, they're eight years out from the mission. No, because the time the time has changed. I guess yeah, that's interesting. No, that's the thing is they threw it all away. It doesn't matter anymore. They they've just because it's so they they're like what nine years late to the exploding of the world, but they could be ten years early to making a T eight hundred. It's like yeah, they okay, I see they it. can do whatever they want. I think by paralleling so exactly without having time travel, this movie works because it is the first movie to abandon the. Two guys traveling time, one trying Hold to protect. Hold on, one's a woman. Sorry, the I gotta TX... get that out. Of, I gotta get that out of here. <laughs> I just say Christ. guys without gendering it, but I know it is, and it's bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad... not totally against it. But in this case, I think it's worth noting that like it's not strictly two guys. Okay, two, but they're not. What do I say? Individuals. I guess so. Yeah, robots and robots. Entities. Two things. Things. Sure. No, that's not. That's People sorry. aren't things. Yeah. Thank you, Charles. This is the first one to abandon the uh, things. Time traveling. Just fight. Try, why overthink this? But I guess it's also just like we've had every single story up to this. Like one one entity is sent back in time to save and one's been sent back to like to destroy. Right. And we're like, we've had three of those now. It's like, yes, this is like Star Wars. I'm sorry. Can I, Hold on. I'm sorry. Are you referencing it? George Lucas's I'm sorry. legendary iconic franchise I'm Star Wars? I'm sorry. But I think it's like... Return of the Jedi and A New Hope in the fucking same movie. It's like, this is the first, this is like... That's Jurassic Park, sorry. That's Jurassic Park. I did it wrong. I did it wrong. Fuck. Yeah, that's Jurassic Park. I went I went to Williams in my head. Uh, yep. Hey, this movie, Danny Elfman killed it. Great, great work. We, yeah. got, a, we got a lot to talk about still, I think. So I, I just want to keep moving, but like... No, we're done! Oh, we're done? No, All right. Kidding. Go ahead. Peace out, boys. <laughs> And girls, and we're back. And robots. Okay, hi. Um, this this felt so fresh. This was I, I I was like I nudged you. I was like, this is the first time watching a Terminator movie, other than T one. But like I saw that when I was a kid. Like this is the first one where I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Who's gonna die? The stakes are real. The stakes are high. It's and they changed the game. It's a fucking success. This movie is a big dub. Absolutely, a huge dub. This is like and a Valsell big dub. We've moment. also like we've been talking about this goddamn war for so long, and we finally get to get into the heart of it and see what it's like, and go there on the ground and have the battle sequence, have the infiltrations, have all the things we've only like alluded to in, in cutscenes in the first three films, and it's so satisfying. Yeah, I'd love to talk about the battle sequences. Sure. Can, this... I, can I briefly mention? Yeah, go. The leader of the resistance is Michael Ironside, and his mm. base is a submarine. Fuck yeah. 
10 out of 10 stars. Continue, Charles. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You get them all. Yes. Michael? Collect them. We'll send them to you. The scanner himself. Okay, continue. Um, are you using the scanners? That's his whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. Hey, go oh. boom. Yeah, gross. Yuck. Um, This movie, not only was it, I think, plot-wise and, and feeling-wise, it was good. The action sequences were awesome. Yeah. In none of the other movies do we have a camera that moves when cameras move in this yeah. movie. So the, vis- the visceral feeling of, like, this is John Connor's reality. We've, like, alluded to, like, he's going to be this, like, you know, this titanic figure in this battle. What's it going to be like? And, and we really get that sense of, like, he is this, like, wild motherfucker who's, like, crawling in and out of smashed vehicles. Yeah. Going into the trenches, diving into water. He I gets, th- you know, fucking electro bats and, and shit. What, the hydro bat- hydro bots? Yeah. So sick. That was crazy. Okay, good thing about this movie. They dangle a MacGuffin in front of us in this movie. Mm-hmm. What was that? Something we've complained about in films is a tendency for directors to program a kill switch into robot enemies. Yeah. It's very lazy where they're like, with this one thing, you flip the switch and they all explode. Happens in Star Trek, which we were so mad about. <sighs> Yeah, well, they play fucking sabotage shit. Yeah. That scene sucks. Ugh. Fuck you, bro. But in this movie, mm. they're like, we found a control frequency in the Skynet program with the robots. If we play this one frequency, it knocks out the robots. They're like, okay, I can sense where this is going. They're going to like, we found a way to magnify the blast. Now they're all going to go to... We like yeah. sort of get like, they dangle that in front of us. We're like, okay, this sounds like a very conventional ending to this movie. Right. And instead, they yank that away and give us something way cooler, which is a T3 reference that ends the whole movie, which was delightful. Yeah. I love that they, the exploding reactor cores of the Terminators. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So they dangle this like new sort of like, okay, like, I think we've seen this in many forms in many films. We're like, the frequency is going to kill them all in a quiet place in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, there's like a lot. Is it one or two? Um, there's like a, this happens frequently in movies, mm, especially yeah. in the last decade. And it's it's a, bit, a little bit played out. Yeah. And in this movie, we're like, oh, okay, they're going to do that again, whatever. No. They're like, take us to the motherfucking Terminator factory. And people talk about why our franchise is good because given enough time, we finally get to explore parts of this world. We've always been like, well, there must be a fucking Terminator factory. And T4 says, okay, you like climactic showdowns in, in industrial spaces? Guess what? This industrial space is the place where they make Terminators. Yeah. And How cool is that? It was cool. It, it hasn't been done since, uh, what, Star Wars Episode 2? Yeah, where we actually. Oh my god. Robots building robots. I'm sorry, uh, is Ewan McGregor in the fucking room with me right now? Wait, that was C-3PO. Doesn't C-3PO do that? I'm sorry, we should, well, let's move on. Yeah, Star sorry, Wars. Fuck sorry Star Wars. Anthony, whatever. Yeah, whoever the fuck you are, you're in the little golden suit. Stupid ass. He just wears gold all the time now. It's like, oh, yes, you notice. It's me, C-3PO. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm wearing a golden suit. I am speak dialect. Um, no, so it's so sick. Like they're they're in the Skynet like home base, and at yeah. this point, Marcus is like, "No, I've led John Connor and Kyle Reese into the into the grip of Helena Bonham Carter, who's the face of Skynet now, which is fucking awesome." And uh, they get in this big old fight, and oh no, Arnold Schwarzenegger is here, and and the, the CG face masking of yeah. young Arnold is incredible. It's incredible. I don't know. I didn't know that we could do that in 2009. Yeah, it's really remarkable. It, it looks, looks great. great. That being said, we, we did just get through the Pirates verse, which has, again, the, the Davy Jones effects in that are so striking, and that predates this event. Like, this is different. This is like recreating a very well-known person. Playing and, like, his re- most iconic role. And trying to recreate not just like a squid face, which we're like, all right, that's going to look a little CGI. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. This is like, we're making Arnold Schwarzenegger from 1980, whatever, four, three, I forget. 
Which one did T one come out? Eighty four. I think eighty two. Maybe eighty two. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Anyway, they're like recreating a person that we know, and like it looks just like him. They did such a great job, and it like really works. It's the it's the same thing with time travel in the movie. It's a time travel outside of the movie. This is the it, like this movie connects so closely with T one. T two sucks. We we already we already know that. T three works, but it's. It's, it's like, a recovery. Its tone and pacing are like so, like almost jokey and f- foolish. This is like you could just get rid of both of those movies, go T one T four, and it would like it would be fucking perfect. Every character, it's like it's an overlap. We get the recordings. Everything is so well mirrored from T one. I love it when they do this in franchises. Just like we want to focus on this connection. We can get rid of two movies and just focus on this. Well, it's nice to see a movie that, again, you hear like Terminator 4, it sounds like a punchline, but they actually treat the audience with some respect, where they don't like drag us through a recap. There's not a lot of this like, remember back in LA when we escaped? The, it's like, they, they don't give us that bullshit. We yeah. really, it's really confident in its own story, which yeah. is so cool to see four movies deep. Yeah, and to bring it back to Christian Bale and like how I think he's a success, well, like I never really finished what I was saying, like, he's sort of boring. I can see why audiences and, and critics from that era would be like, I want a more captivating character. This is a person that believes in himself when the rest of the world that like all the power structures in the world are like, no, we got this, John, you like, why would we trust you? You're nothing. You're not a military person. And he's like, no, I believe in myself that my mom was right. And I am a very important person. And like, he doesn't go out of his way to show that he just Christian Bale is quiet. He's like, he's stoic. He's like, he has this thing that he wants to do, but he can't get it done. But, but also more to the point, this movie is not about John Connor. John Connor is waiting to do the right thing at the right time. It's not about there's, yes. there's not a big arc here. The arc is about Marcus, yes. who realizes I am both a human and a, and a machine, and my job is to somehow bridge that gap in that relationship and use the best of both of those things to have this full arc from a shitty murderer death right. row guy into someone who actually saves the world. Right. This is which brings he does us, brings us back to Ed. Right. Which in the beginning, he can't get it up. He's in the cross form, but he's dying because. He is a bad person, yes. and he, he gives his body away to evil. Right. So that's when you mm, hold on. I got to rethink this. There's a form. great part in this movie where uh, the, Marcus straight straight up Google stuff. Where he gets back to Skynet, just like what the fuck happened? Yeah, what's going on? I got to Google okay. some stuff, and he blacks out. Because let's be honest, the internet is a fucking oh headache. My God, if you get it all at once. Okay, so but no, like I'm just saying, like the, oh God, they, they obviously mirrored the execution scene to his. Um, Imprisonment. Sacri- his acri- yeah. sacrifice scene. Oh, sure, yeah. And, like, seeing the things drop and the blood. Like, they definitely were like, he's killed himself twice now. He gives his cyborg heart to... But his human heart, it's complicated. No, it's a human heart and a cyborg. Yeah, he's actually a cyborg. With a human heart. It's. Yeah. I think this is the sweatiest part of the movie. But yes, I, I he, he gives his heart to John Connor, well. who at one point is impaled and kind of gets up and <laughs> sort of shakes it off a little bit. Yeah. It's hysterical. Uh, I, I, I... Good. Um, but no, I, I think goes, like yeah. his character, he is the arc of this movie. I think that's why Mick G like really tried to have those scenes where he's like trying to engage with humans. But anyway, he like his his sacrifice at the end was not about himself or the future. It was like he finally understands what he is and what he can do, and like he's like, this is my second chance to give you a second chance. And, and he embraces himself as part of this long, ongoing, like, mechanical process of getting through this complicated plot. And I love that they, a lot of this movie just embracing the fact that they set up this very complicated thing that they're constantly trying to refine into, like, compelling human stories. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting towards the end of the episode here, Charles. Yeah. I want to ask you, at this point, are you asking, when will it end? Yeah. I think this is a perfect way to end this franchise. I really do. I think 
subtracts everything that's been wrong with the franchise so far. It completely basically eliminates two. It doesn't matter. It doesn't talk about three. It's just like it's a it's a one to four. Honestly, it's like it could just this is the end. This is like we're back to the point. This is what I was gonna say earlier was that I'm glad we got here. To me, this movie what do you think of this? If this movie had ended with Kyle Reese going back in time. Do you think that would have been two on the nose? Or like that would that have been a perfect way to just like fully connect one to four? I could see a scene where like after Worthington dies, um John Connor was like Kyle, I gotta talk to you. There's a mission I gotta get you ready for. And Kyle's like, well, what mission could that be, Cap? Wow. It's like, Cap. Come with me if you want to live. Remember from, anyways, never just mind. Just say that to her. Just, it's, yeah, just, oh, it'll, it'll make sense later. Um, no, I, I could see that but no, theoretically. I like, so what, what about this? We get rid of, no, I think because we do, we agree that, that the Terminator's human arc, human robot arc is the, is that's the heart of this movie. No, no pun intended. Like, that's what this movie's about. So I think maybe I just wanted that connection to be a little bit. But, like, I could imagine while they're escaping the plant, they, like, see that they're sending Arnie back, a different Arnie, back to the back to the future, I like right, back to the past. And, like, rather than Anton Yelchin just getting out of there, they're like, go through the machine. Okay. And then we have the scene at the end where... We get, like, a Kyle going, like, I'm not ready. And John goes, trust me, you are. You've earned this. Like, they have, the, yeah. they have the you've earned this scene. When he, but... when he gets his uh, I've killed a Terminator yeah. shirt. But, like, that could have been, like, a really cool moment where they just, like, really book-ended, like, weirdly, you know, the scene from uh, the pencil wormhole scene? Oh, in Event about. Horizon? Yes. Yeah, this is, like, the Event What's Horizon scene. What's the fastest way from point A to point B? With a pencil. Yeah, great movie. Go see it. Um, That's like, the that better movie anything we've watched so far. The fucking fourth-dimensional bookends that could have, like, really parabola-affected this just, like, weird connection between one and four. Yeah. And I, I, but like, even without that, it still works. But like, to me, I was like, oh God, when are we going to see Anton Yelchin go back in time? I was like, really rooting for that. Well, also, we're big, we absolutely are huge Yelchin heads. And uh, I loved, he was so good in this. Let me answer my own question because you did not throw it back to me. Um, Well, I was going to. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, throw it. So I'm, I, I think it's ended. I think this would be a lovely place to end it. But what are you thinking? Great question. Was that good? It was pretty good, yeah. Um, Should we do it again? Yeah, one more time. Okay. Do it like John Connor. Check. One, two, three. <clears throat> Don't blow out the mics, but do it like John Connor. Why, you want to smash my fucking lines? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, how does he do that? Oh, we did, uh, Charles is, of course, alluding to the legendary uh, uh, onset rant of uh, Christian Bale Fuck. screaming at a lighting guy. Deservedly, it sounds like. You died doing yeah. that. That was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, I'm well, still getting over that cold. I know. It's, this is a good, not a good time to work on your John Connor. Uh... Yeah, what do you th- what do you think? Um, here's what I think. I think you you nailed uh, a really important point here, which is that T two is this like really ham fisted effort to get to the heart of this conundrum that this movie like gets into. This idea of like you know what if a machine had human feelings? And in this case, it's like what if a human is unknowingly a machine and is torn between his machine like duties and his human urge to like be a part of something? And, mm-hmm. and it's very well delivered. So I'm with you. And in a way, one of the biggest questions raised by T2 is successfully answered in this film in a way yeah. that T2 doesn't come fucking close to. And T3 did a good job with it too, I think. I, su- I suppose so. I think they, they, they sort of like... It's the opposite. They sanded it down into a way where it's like, okay, this feels like a real character, not like this like puppet just saying like sentimental things that mean nothing. Well, I think what we have here is T2, T3, let's not even talk about T3, T3 is robot that's been corrupted to try to be more human. 
T4 is human that's been corrupted to be a robot. And I think those are very different stories. And I think T3 is like, he talks like a robot, he thinks like a robot, but he has to make a choice between, like that scene where he's like, she fingers, she, she doesn't finger him. She, she fingers the bullet hole and tastes it. She, yum, yum. No, she fingers his neck. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you're mine now. Yum, yum. Um, and he has to like grapple with, do I follow that order or do I follow the other order? They're both orders, and I just have to choose which one feels right to me. It's a it's a pure machine problem solved by a human intuition learned from yes. exposure to humans. It's it's well it's better than anything in T two. Right, and this is T four. Is we have a man who learns that he's a robot, and he has to confront like, wow, I now know that I was saved in order to be a machine, and, and also in in a series obsessed with fate. Everything he's done has been out of his control. Oh, yeah. That's so Unknowingly, great. Unknowingly, everything he's done has not been out of his own intuition or his own desire. It's no. been a program for him. It's so lovely. It's like a reversal of that. It's great. And to see where he rips that thing out of the back of his head, it's like, yeah, this is like his choice. He's now, before he was whatever, he robbed a bank and killed some cops. I don't know. I made up a little story in my head. Wow, look at that. The power of filmmaking. That's the power of filmmaking. Yes. Yeah. So I just gave him a story. Right. And he's learned to become his own person. Yeah. He's now free of everything, and he's choosing to be what he wants to be, and chooses and, to sacrifice himself. Yeah. So yes. So what I'm, to go back to the beginning of this, this this whole conversation, in a way, if we ended things here, I would feel satisfied that this series has ultimately managed to successfully explore a, a truly fascinating question that sci-fi writers since the dawn of time oh have attempted to answer. So the cavemen were doing it right. Here's, here's what I'm rocks, concerned about. Smashing rocks together about spaceships. They say the first sci-fi story came from smashing rocks together until one of them perfectly fell and the dust was the script to Wally. So my concern is that I thought Digital Arnie was in T5. I thought Christian Bale was in T5. I, I, I was all fucked up. Oh, I you know, were all fucked up. I know Classic nothing. Josh fucked Josh. up. Whoopsie. I know nothing about Terminator Genesis. And by the way, they spell it wrong. They spell Genesis. That is why I... Wait, are you sure? There's like a Y in there. They throw a Y in there. But here's what I'm trying to say. We've now answered some central foundational questions about the union of man and machine. Yes. Beautifully. Perfect. A great performance by Sam Worthington. Just in general, a really satisfying, fun, deep in the weeds. I'll say it again. Maze Runner 2, Pirates 5, Shrek 3. We're so deep in this world now. We're so confident. Fucking shit. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm sorry, Cameron. I'm sorry, John Connor. Um, so in a way, I'm like, yes, let's close the door here. I'm satisfied. But part of me, honestly, yeah, I could go for that. We're going to do it regardless, but I'm I'm fine with Terminator 5. Fuck. This is all a build up to 6. I'm trying to watch this in the mindset of like, we have to make it to 6. I got to go up to 5 with a, 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 a smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know they exist. Well, one <laughs> of them doesn't exist yet, but I know that they will exist and one of them does. And it's like, we're going to have to watch it, but. This is the franchise moment where it's like, I'm now scared that everything that's coming after this is going to be unimportant, repetitive. Like, we've done it. Yeah. They, they course corrected from T2, which is, again, such a deviation oh from everything that works about this series. So, you they, know what? They're finally, yeah, sure. James Cameron, blow your fucking legs off. Can, can I tag on to that? Yeah. T2, more like T-Turd. Thank you. You're welcome. Is that what the T stands for? Uh, Turd two. Turd two. That's what the two stands for. Judgment Day. So wait. Honestly, more like Turdment Day. Yeah. If I'm being honest here, Terminator two. Turd. 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 Turdminator. Turd. Turdment Day. Yeah, that's that's what 
that's what it should have been called. Hey, Mad, Mad Magazine, call me. Yeah. Hey, James. Yeah. Blow your legs off. Blow your legs off. Yeah. Okay. So any any final thoughts on Terminator Salvation? It sucks that no one liked it. It sucks that no one liked it. This is uh, a great movie. It is better than Saving Private Ryan and its action scene. I know it like probably took some of that. Like that was a that was a very huge step forward in creating action. You kept some real gas in the tank here with these takes. This is great. Well, it's just like th- yes, obviously that was like a huge war, like close up bullets flying. But like I felt so a part of the action sequences, unlike in T. Two and then fucking Pirates Four. It's like yeah, those those are boring ways to show action. This is like cameras in fucking. I'm in this. The blow ups look great. This is very fun. Uh, it's it's like this is a perfect action movie that has heart. It has great set pieces. The we didn't talk about the car chases. Like this saved car chases that Terminator Two fucking threw away like those are some of the most boring car chases i've ever seen in a right. movie and unfettered from the realism of even t3 the, right. the post-apocalyptic scenes like again there's like a wrecking ball versus robot motorcycle chasing it's fucking sick like what if you're a fan of these movies and a fan of this environment there is nothing to dislike about the 90 no. percent of this movie and you know you, what? Could, you could quibble about some of the smaller details but like come on I learned what a hunter killer was. Finally, we finally like. Named... I thought there were other machines. No, no, they allude to it. it it's the it's yeah, the, the flying I just big gunboat thing. Yeah, I, I think if I were to say one thing bitch. that I wish yeah. it had done better, I do wish the women characters had more to do. I think McGee. I mean, it's, it's a fucking man's movie from two thousand nine. I don't know what we're gonna get, but I wish that you know all we have is Blair and Kate. Blair is basically just a way for our main Terminator to, like, figure out his feelings. And Kate's basically doesn't do anything. And she's, like, number two in the Resistance at the end of... Like, we learn that she's the second in command. So, I think McG has a little bit to learn about writing female characters that are actually fun, powerful, smart, cool. Um, but other than that, like, I just... I, that was, like, the one letdown, I think. Well, he didn't write it, but yes, your point stands. Okay, but, like, yes, that whole team of men... Should have like been like, oh, how do we like women should not just be a tool for the men to like work off of. I really felt like that's all they were for. So that's a pretty big complaint. I do agree. I think as a movie in the Terminator universe or the Terminator verse, as I lovingly call it, Mm. uh, it succeeded where everything else before it has really clumsily tried and failed. So it's I think it's uh. Definitely one of the best action movies of 2009, and I don't know. I'd, I'd watch it again. I would watch it That's again. That's the thing is, I would yeah. watch this movie again. And, and with all due respect to T3, a movie that I think is a competent relative return to form after two, I don't ever need to see that again. Right. It's fine. Yeah. This is great. I love it. Yeah. And uh, I'll leave you on this note. Um, uh, if you out there listening have either erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. or a man trapped in a cyborg's body attempting sure. to recapture your humanity with ED with ED yeah. or maybe you're the leader of a resistance who has a hard time communicating your heart song to people because you're so just crippled and shaped by a form of PTSD so pervasive that involves turning back in time to further traumatize your ancestors to lead to your current trauma drop us a line hit us up with an email you can tell us more about these movies than we can possibly imagine from a privileged position in the world and you're the real heroes so I want to say I salute you cyborgs I salute you people with ED I salute you resistance leaders and I say see you in Terminator Genesis. That's what you say? 
We're getting all that good pre-roll right now. Charles just dropped a beer on his foot. True. It was near his foot. One, two, three, four, five. Coming to you live from the basement at Charles's new house. It's when will it end? I'll be back again. So I, I, at this point, I realize I have no idea what happens in Terminator 5 because I thought Arnie came back in 5. I'm just getting some level set, Jesus. Oh, thank you. This is that pre-roll that everybody so enjoys. Double seesaw. Oh, that sounds great. I am I am allergic to pineapple, but I think it'll be okay in beer form. Okay. It's actual pineapple that I added to it, but at this point, oh. I have very low doses. Okay. Well, if my, my fucking mouth breaks out in sores, I know who to blame. All right. Well, the full transcript. Someone has the full transcript. Yeah. Bloody hell, mate. McGee, you got something to say to this prick? Director Joseph McGee McGinty Nickel. I didn't see it happen. This is so good. All right, you ready, baby? All right, baby, let's do it. Get that crack in that brewsker. You know it's a podcast record when two white guys are drinking craft beer in a basement. <laughs>